Hi and welcome to episode 24 of Life with Catherine. This is a completely, a complete rambling episode where I just go on and on on tangents with no real focus, but um, we'll call it quirky. So I talk about um, my trip to the island to see um, my dad and my family and my grade one teacher I got to have uh, coffee or tea with and I also talk about some future episodes ideas what I've been doing I talk about um, the US election going on and also I tell the story of the vampire architect so here we go everyone. Welcome back to Like with Catherine. I have been away a little bit uh, working on some things. I am probably shaking the phone too much. Um, I have been spending some time working on some ups and downs that have happened. I had some uh, somebody disagree with me and there's nothing really wrong with that, but they actually hurt me by some of the words they said and I had to deal with that and decide uh, how I felt about it and if it was worth dealing with and worth saving any relationship or things like that. So it was a bit of a tricky time, but i really rather just keep privacy. I, I, I'm not a public shamer of that kind of thing. Um, so anyways, it was just kind of the idea of at what point are you just excusing something or are you enabling or... Are you sacrificing too much of your own values? Things like that. So I remember who I am and what is important to me, what's integral to me in in things. Obviously, it's not, not at home. It's nothing to do with my home life. It's more to do with somebody else that's externally in my life. Uh, very little bit, uh, very little interaction with me, but... Sometimes it's the negative stuff that gets the, the biggest microphone, I guess, if you want to call it. So it was quite interesting and a good reminder for who I am as a person and that I am good and kind and motivated by a need to help people without um, enabling them in the wrong way, but a, a need to, uh, well, I'm a people pleaser. That's just the way it is. That's who I am. So it was, it was a little tricky, but I came out of it on the other side, remembering who I am. Obviously, there's a ton of stuff going on in the world since I was last on here. Um, there, there's bigger stuff and more things to do with my life. So I'm going to start with the cutie patootie thing that happened in my life. I went to the island for my birthday. It was really cute. Uh, that's where I'm from. That's where I grew up. And so I went and saw my dad and spent the weekend with my sisters and all the little kids with their cutie smiles. It was just absolutely adorable. My, my love meter for my family went, is full. It's overflowing. It was really adorable. And, uh, I don't know, uh, how much, uh, some people are new to my life. So this really is about life with Catherine, my episode, my show, all those things. Uh, some of it is um, external part of my life and people I meet, but some of it is really about what's, what I've experienced. And um, I don't know how many of you know that 
Well, in order for me to tell you the, the cute story, you need a little bit of context. So when I was in my 20s, my mom passed away from cancer and she was a teacher, an elementary school teacher. And uh, it was really hard, obviously. Um, so my point is her, my mom's friends were teachers all the teachers at the school or some of the teachers at the school. So, you know, you could imagine when you're growing up, your parents' friends, well, some of those people were teachers at the school. So I haven't seen quite a few of them in a while, but I knew them as my teachers, but also as my parents' friends. So it was kind of cute. Sorry, the cat just opened the door, so I have to close it again to get rid of any ambient noise. There we go. My sister got me a fuzzy white blanket, and my sister and her husband and kids got me a fuzzy white blanket for my birthday, so I'm wrapped in it right now. Thank you, Brenny. So anyways, um, so I went to see my dad, surrounded by my sisters, all the cutie kids, and I got to uh, hang out with my grade one teacher. She was also a teacher for my other some of my other sisters, but it was just so adorable for them to see me as an adult now, also to deal with some of the emotions still of, of them, also dealing with the loss of my mom, not just me, but uh, they also are dealing with uh, getting on with their lives and having that experience. So it was quite extraordinary for them to step into our world again and see my dad and see us four girls all grown up with our own kids. And of course, my daughter's a teenager. So it was just completely um, ethereal and totally amazing for this, my teacher. She was just, she pretty much told me I'm exactly the same as who I was then and <laughs> completely the same. And it was just like overload of cuteness for, for me. So it was really amazing. And um, so anyone who's new to my life, my dad also has cancer, but he's uh, dealing with it day to day. So it's something that we kind of just have to deal with in our family. He can't necessarily do things the way other people can. So you can imagine putting us in this environment that could be stressful and tense, but it was just loving and kind and happy and beautiful 100% on the uh, adorable meter. So it was really cute to have all the kids be together and all that. So I, uh, I just, I'm smiling ear to ear right now. So, and I got to have it be my birthday and my dad's and all, a whole bunch of stuff was going on. So I also was thinking about in the world, I'll move on to the next story the election, the U.S. election. Now, for some context, some people may be listening to this far off in the future. I'm not sure because I'm so famous, right? <laughs> um, what's happened is Barack Obama was the U.S. president and, and now the president-elect for the United States in 2016 is uh, Donald Trump. And uh, it went from... A lot of mudslinging and people blatantly and bluntly saying that each of the other person they were going against was completely incapable, inept, stupid, basically, not even uh, mincing words. And 
it's been an interesting experience to watch. A lot of hate, a lot of anger. And I can also see where some of that comes from. A lot of the people that... I shouldn't say that. Some of the people that are voting and the dialogue that's happening is... There's some desperation. There's people without jobs. There's people looking for those kinds of things. I am nowhere near any kind of expert to be able to be doing a commentary on the reasons behind voting or anything like that or making any judgments. Um, what what I've seen in the last few days that's the most interesting is um, watching Donald Trump and Barack Obama doing the transfer of power. It's not quite there yet. Um, I believe that happens in January. So, so it's kind of like he's the president-elect. And my parents, some people would say that how could they sit in a room together and even what would they talk about? How would they deal with that when they haven't, they've been mudslinging for so long and so hard and things like that. Also with Hillary Clinton all in the mix. I definitely see how that could be incredibly awkward because of everything they'd said and done. But on the other layer, one of the layers, it there's something my parents taught me. And that I've learned in, in business and life is you don't have to like everybody you um, work with or are working with. Like maybe, uh, I don't want to get into that. You don't have to be best friends with every person you work with. You don't have to be um, even friends with people but when you're in an environment where you're working, you must treat the other people with respect. Even if you disagree with them. Even if they're not being respectful in return. Now, you can't let anyone walk all over you as well. What you can do is teach them how you want to be treated. But my point is, it's almost like it doesn't matter who broke it. Everyone fixes it together. Everyone has a part to play. And it was interesting to watch it from that point of view for myself because it doesn't matter if Barack Obama does or doesn't like Donald Trump, does or doesn't respect him for his decisions or opinions. As the president, Part of his role and his duty is to prepare the next one to come in and provide with an environment so that they can transfer power. And his role is to do that. And when you're in a job, you must be able to provide those duties and regardless of your opinions on the topic. Now, it's a little trickier with obviously contentious uh, issues. I'm not boiling, I'm not dismissing all of that. What I'm saying is sometimes it comes down to um, treating the people around you with respect, which is hard to imagine with this election that just happened. But it's bigger than just you. It's, it's a, whether you respect that person or not, you still have to treat them that way. So, I probably got lost in the whole story, but that's kind of where I wanted to get with, get the story with. 
So it was an interesting election. There was a lot of pain and hate. I couldn't watch a lot of the stuff but towards the end. I know everybody was obsessed with it. I couldn't wait to watch the next clip or, or auditory commentary about it. I wasn't really interested. I'd rather just read what's actually happening and some facts and just be done with it. I've never been a YouTube, excuse me, a YouTube kind of person where you watch every single clip. I like YouTube, but I don't really want to watch 10,000 clips in a day I, and check out all the memes. It's not really my thing, and that's okay if other people do. It's just not my thing. So watching that election was quite sad, painful, hurtful. But uh, we also watched the actual election on uh, in the evening when it was happening and couldn't really believe it. It was quite extraordinary. There's a lot of good commentary on it. Excuse me. Bill Burr talks some, a lot about some funny things. And I, uh, I um, haven't heard yet. Um, Greg Proops hasn't uh, uploaded his election podcast, his post-election podcast yet. He released one that was in the middle that was pre-recorded. So that one will be probably, I guess, Monday. I'm interested in hearing that. So there's interesting commentaries all over the place. John Oliver, Stephen Colbert, Trevor Noah. There's all kinds of, that's only one genre comedy, but there's so many uh, interesting things out there and commentary and points of view. And that's good. That's really important. I'm appreciating that. I really hope that a lot of the rights that we fought so hard for stay in place and actually move forward. And I know it's not really in my control as a Canadian, but it would be a real shame, and that is the understatement of the century, if we had to go backwards and lose some rules, uh, some rights that people have gotten. Uh, it's just been... In, uh, the discussions that have been going on are incredible. Like, women's right to vote. I was actually going to do some reading about that, about what actually happened. And, excuse me, some of the facts and figures around that. Try and get some independent facts and figures. On to other topics. I have... Um, I just went completely blank. Oh, man. For Halloween, I was Deanna Troy from Star Trek. That was really cool. I did a DIY costume. It was not an epic fail. I didn't... Uh, I just kind of did a DIY thing. <laughs> but it was kind of fun. And um, one of the girls at work in my day job went as a ninja. So we had this amazing... Ninjas versus the Enterprise battle. It was just really ridiculous and fun. She's really amazing, Amy. And I don't know why my brain isn't working today. I'm tired. It's just after 8.30 and I'm wrapped in a cozy blanket. So that could be what's... Okay, I got to pause it and remember what I was going to say. I remember now what it was. I've spent a lot of time recently uh, working on the very initial stages, the germation seeds of germinating, germination, germinating seeds of, of different episodes for my podcast and um, working on a lot of diversity. So some women, some uh, like from different countries, just 
way more diverse group point of view so I can and grow as a person but grow in in everything so some LGBT rights uh topics and things like that or sorry LGBTQ rights um and just completely diversifying the whole thing which is what it was always intended to be it just happens to be the episodes I've done so far so I'm really excited about that I uh, have to sit down and, and hammer down a date with Baders and KJ. You'll know them from the Terminal City Roller Girls. They've branched out into some new avenues. And uh, there's a bunch of different people that I'm I'm working on. So it's been kind of exciting, but they're, they're taking a little longer. So hopefully I could get some really cool things going on for you. I'd really like to just have a lot of fun coming up. Sorry. Apparently I'm really tired. I'd like to really just infuse a lot of fun, uh, even though I enjoy serious topics too. I'd like to apparently have um, my brain work right now, uh, but I'd really like to kickstart this again and really invest some time. It's almost been a year since I started uh, digging into the idea of a podcast and what it was going to look like and be, so it's kind of cool. It's almost the one-year anniversary of me conceptualizing it not just launching it the launching it was a little bit further in but uh so i'm pretty excited about that and i'd really like to get it where it can go into itunes rather than just be a streaming service but i'm working on that that's going to be the next step up i need a little bit of um, sponsorships or something if that's going to happen so i just work on those things behind the scenes some advertising or whatever i'd really rather not i'd like to keep it simple for now but I'm a really happy person, and I'm really positive, but things aren't always positive and happy. We have to have the full range of emotions that come in. Sometimes we're frustrated, and sometimes we're sad and happy and all those things, and it's okay. And I guess I was just going to, like, not put anything about the frustrations I was having, but then I thought, you know what, no, this is about me and the reality of me, so I wanted to kind of just put a filler episode to show you, not filler, a fill-in episode to show you that I'm a bit scattered right now and all that. Um, I'm trying to talk to um, my mom's cousin, um, has a daughter who's a singer and a piano player. She's really cool. And she sometimes comes to New West in Canada, things like that. She's all over. She used to play on this train um, the train that went, I'll have to look it up anyways, is like, with stars everywhere on the train, I just thought it looked like magical, like an adult evening, where you have a glass of wine, and it's like under the starlight, it's just amazing, so Sarah Hagen, I'm trying to get her on, and then, um, Baders and KJ, and, uh, fellow I know Arturo, I'm targeting you Arturo, I'm gonna ask you to be on, so just a bunch of different people that I find really interesting, um, Arturo's actually somebody I met who applied for a job at an office I was working in, and we became friends, which is incredibly funny, and it's a ridiculous story, so uh, I was hoping that he'd tell that story, and then also just talk about what he's done in his world, and right now I'm Snuggling on a blanket, looking out the window, looking at the library, all the people coming and going. It's like, oh, right, I'd like to read some books. And I don't see, I'm all over the place. I haven't watched any movies recently, not really. Um, 
I guess we rewatched the Tom Segura, well, both of his uh, comedy shows on Netflix, and we rewatched some old Bill Burr because I absolutely love Bill Burr. I think he's a complete hysterical nut. <laughs> I uh, love his Thursday afternoon podcast where he goes, I'm just checking in on you. And then sometimes he does it really dramatic and stuff, so. Thanks for listening. It's been a bit ridiculous. I'm just kind of babbling, but I'm hoping to grow this and do a bunch of different interesting things coming up. So stay tuned. There was one other thing. I'm just going to have to pause it for a minute while I think. This is why I script my episodes sometimes. (laughs) I don't know how I forgot this story I was going to tell. It's like, I heard it recently from somebody, somebody was, it's their story, and they told me about it. It's one of my acquaintances named John, and um, it's called The Vampire Architect. And I don't know how I forgot about this that I was going to talk about it. It's like, when he told it, I was like, this is the best story I've ever heard, how you've been holding out on me. So he's not an architect, he's... um but he has worked with architects in his past. Uh, well, in his uh, career, he's worked with architects. But uh, this one is, this architect is nobody related to any um, project I've worked on or, or company I've worked with. It's, it's, um, it's like one of those legend stories. Uh, sorry, I'm moving around. So anyways, um, John was telling me this story about how He would go into, um, as a professional business person, he would go into this architecture firm and uh, it was actually situated at the firm itself in the past, I guess. I'm going to guess it was the 80s, let's say. I'll have to ask him. I just have to get him to come on and tell it properly. But... uh, the fellow, um, it was a dad and son architecture firm. No relation to any company I work for or anything. So it's a dad and son architecture firm. And he was telling me that, let's see how I can word this. So he would go down and this architecture firm was situated in an old bank. It was like um, converted into an office space. So There were regular offices upstairs like a bank would have. And then downstairs was the vault. And this is where they would meet for um, meetings, for going over drawings, for deciding what, um, well, just to to go over all the drawings and negotiate and debate and and draw and fill in whatever needed based on what was needed for the project. And... It was always the son who was a grown adult. It was always the son who would work with them on the project. But the dad, who was a senior architect, would once in a while come by and provide input. The kicker is there was only one opening at the vault, as you would imagine for a vault. And... John said he would be sitting at the table in this dark, trying-to-be-better-lit 
bank vault. Just completely ethereal experience. And you'd be just completely engrossed in what you were doing. Almost facing the bank vault door, and all of a sudden, the boss, the, the father, would just appear. His voice would just start, he would just start talking. And John's like, uh, where did he come from? We're watching the entrance. And then, just as quickly, he would be gone. And so he was telling me they called this guy the vampire architect. And it was always better to not know what was happening. So even when they were paying attention to it, so after a while when they made this joke, he still got them every time. So they would be facing the door, you know, start getting engrossed in what you were doing, and they were still watching for him to enter and exit. And he still got them every time. They have no idea how he entered the room and exited. So they jokingly called him the vampire architect. And I thought that was like the coolest story. And he would tell it way better, of course. But uh, it was pretty cool to just... Even they were looking for it. There was just no way to know. And then you just don't want to ask because it's too cool of a story by then. So I just thought it was really great. Thank you to John for sharing that with me. And uh, that's it for tonight. I am clearly, my brain is melting. So please, as Chris Hardwick says, he's the comedian and the host of At Midnight, be nice to each other. I just feel like now more than ever, or just now, not more than ever, there's so much room for more kindness, more compassion, more strength, more goodness, and it's desperately needed right now in the world, especially with all the frustrations going on. So uh, if you need someone to smile, I'm your girl. Thanks for listening.